You're listening to the Rua Space Podcast. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Rua Space Podcast, where we help you make space for the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in your everyday life. I'm Phil. And I'm Erin. And welcome to the final installment of our <laughs> Advent installment. with with Revelation series. We are um, in our final week of Advent here, and that means that we are on to the topic of joy. Yes. So traditionally, that fourth Advent candle in the Advent wreath is the candle of joy, and... I hope that you are finding something in this season that you have felt joy from. I know this is a very different Christmas season for many of us. And uh, that's part of why we're doing Revelation with Advent is because we thought this whole year has been flipped upside down and backwards for so many of us. Why not take and do a fusion of Revelation and Advent? Um, But I I do pray that you've been finding um, at least a small joy in this Christmas season maybe not your normal yeah and I know these epi- uh, your your comment often with these episodes has been man that's heavy you know so <laughs> we'll see if joy is maybe a little more joyful than the heaviness of our other episodes you know this could be a good uh oh shoot illusion isn't the right word illustration mm. of 2020 yeah you look at <laughs> revelation And we're going to seek for the speck of joy that is in Revelation. And that may be how you are feeling right now as you end 2020. And that is perfectly fine. So I'm going to start with a really easy question to get us going. When you look at the book of Revelation, what sparks joy for you? (laughs) A little Marie Kondo twist there. Does it bring joy? Does it bring joy? The whole book of Revelation brings me joy. That's good because otherwise you'd have to chuck it. I know. Well, let's see. I'm I'm going to pose it this way and ask which one hits you, I guess, and we'll see. So uh, the Dalai Lama and Desmond Tutu, Archbishop Desmond Tutu, uh, wrote this book called The Gift of Joy, or The Book of Joy. Yes. And in there, they have these eight pillars of joy. Perspective, humility, humor and laughter, acceptance, forgiveness, gratitude, compassion, and generosity. Now, you'll notice in there that happy is not necessarily there, right? We can be happy and joyful, but we can also find joy separate from like loving what we're experiencing, right? Like both of these men have been through horrible circumstances, yet they continue to be a presence of joy. Mm. Even though they may be heavy hearted, even though they may still be suffering, they have joy. So when I think of these eight pillars that they mention, um, Perspective, humility, humor, and laughter, acceptance, forgiveness, gratitude, compassion, generosity. Does one of those strike you tonight? Humor and laughter. Yeah, humor and laughter. There's a not a lot of humor and laughter in <laughs> the book isn't. of There isn't. I noticed that last time I read it, actually. Yeah. Which, the book of Revelation? Yeah. Yeah, there's not a lot of humor and laughter. Because, I mean, it's dealing with really serious, difficult things. So I don't know if, so you, you stumped me on the humor and laughter one. Um, <laughs> Jesus has some really funny things he does, says, you know, for me. Do you want to tell us just for a segue? Do you want to tell us your favorite humorous Jesus moment? Um, well, I think it's a story. It's, it's actually not uh, Jesus that says something funny. It's the blind man who asks the Pharisees if they are also trying to become his disciples. That's like a big burn to me. You want to have all these questions because you want to be his disciples too, and they dislike Jesus, right? And so uh, that was pretty clever. 
I don't know if he did that on purpose, but you know, for me, honestly, you know, and, and this isn't to say that, that every book of the Bible has all these things, but for me, the perspective part is pretty big. Um, that revelation gives us a different perspective Mm. on what it means to be in God's kingdom, what it means to have a full life, Mm. what it means to be humble, to forgive, to have gratitude, to have compassion, to be generous. And I think the joy of the book of Revelation is rooted in the fact that God is on the throne of the world Mm. and that we've already been promised the victory. Yeah, and I think, you know, hearing those words and not being snarky now, um, I'll drop the whole humorous bit, but, um, you know, hearing... You want to see if I could, like, maneuver my way through that one? I did. I figured we'd just see what happens. Um, Compassion, though. I think the book of Revelation is a great gift of compassion from God to us, because if you think about it, there's the seven churches, and there's the two that kind of have understood everything right and are doing well and receive encouragement. But that means, like, math here... There's five out of seven churches that are missing the mark to the extent that God warns them, if you don't change and wake up and get with the program, your candle's going to be snuffed out. Your crown's going to be removed. You're not going to be a part of the kingdom to come. And you think about that, and I know it's kind of nice to think, well, I would be in one of the two good churches. I wouldn't be in one of those five naughty churches because (laughs) I'm a good Christian. However... When you go on to read the book, there are parts in Revelation that will strike you as, oh, but that's me. Mm-hmm. There, the book of Revelation is full of all of the traps that we fall into as humans. Usually as the five churches. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. And so for me, I think of it, it's a, it's a beautiful gift of compassion because God reveals to us the pitfalls to watch out for it's i mean yeah it it is heavy and it is serious but you know if you're making a mistake at work and your boss never points it out to you you don't know necessarily oftentimes that you need to fix something or that there might be a better way to do something or that you should watch out for x y or z because that's gotten someone else in the past and you want to make sure you don't do that and so we're all earnestly trying to live our faith out and live Mm -hmm. out our walk with Christ I believe that when someone says that they are a Christian they are earnestly trying to live the way of Christ that is the definition of being a Christian we sometimes just get it wrong or (laughs) are led astray or decide We'll go with it, but this one part of our life, we're just going to keep doing its thing because that's just easier or more comfortable or whatever. So, you know, how compassionate of God to give John a vision that would instruct us all these generations later. It's the same pitfalls. It's the same, you know, leaning into power, uh, depending on others to protect you instead of God, uh, presuming that your wealth will keep you safe from harm. All of these issues that surface are still present yeah (laughs) i know every time we've read through it together we've found things in our life where we go oh we need to turn that around Hmm. because that doesn't please god that that is the way of the world and because we're raised in the world how how would we know otherwise unless god were to open our eyes to it and show us hey 
gentle reminder. Yeah. This is a problem. This displeases me. Yeah. And if you're trying to love as I love and do as I do, remember to take this path. Remember to make this choice. Yeah. And in that way, it's, um, you know, it, it is a gift because now we know better how to live. Yeah. I mean, not all the answers, and you'll probably have more questions than the answers <laughs> when you're done with it. But it gets us started, right? Yeah, well, and there's, you know, as you were talking about that, the for me, there's a great joy in knowing my sin and knowing that it's not held against me anymore. Mm. And I mean, this is this, the parable Jesus tells about the person who's forgiven this huge debt, right? And then can't go and forgive a small debt. It's right. like he hadn't realized that he was living in an all new system, an all new world, an all new economy where, um, where the gift of mercy and grace and forgiveness is free. Mm-hmm. And I mean, one of their, what, you know, three of the pillars they talk about are gratitude, forgiveness, and compassion. And I see them sort of going together that we are thankful that God was so compassionate that God forgives us. Mm-hmm. And so joy then is expressed in our living out what we've been given. Mm-hmm. And so in Revelation, these these people who are before the throne worshiping God, the churches that are on the right path or turn to be on the right path, it wasn't because of their power. It was a mercy and a grace of God. That's why we talked about the slain lamb in a previous episode, right? right. That, that the, the redemption and reconciliation of all things, that is one absolutely future element of Revelation that God wins in the end and restores all things. It's completely an act of God. It's nothing of us. And so when we realize that everything we have is a gift, that it is all from God and not of our power, then we can give freely. We can forgive those who harm us because we've been forgiven. Mm -hmm. So we don't have to hold on to our revenge because we've been forgiven. We're free. We can be grateful for everything we have because it truly is a gift. We haven't earned any of it to say, look at the strength of my arm. Look how smart I am that I did this. So when we recognize we've been given those things, we can then give it freely. But like the man in the parable, if we think in any way it's been us, we're probably going to struggle to pass it on because we won't see others as worthy. Right. Well, and you know, when you're talking about the gift of that, I think about back in our peace episode where we were talking about, um, you know, this, the ways of the world kind of keeping us in one box and God's form of peace being something different. And it makes you look like an outsider. A lot of times it's not typical, but what joy when you realize you don't have to play the world world's games anymore. You don't have to, do what the world says you need to do to be loved and accepted and part of God's kingdom. And he wants it for all people. Like this is an invitation for everybody. It's an open handed guide really for what could be and what we can hope for and what love can look like (laughs) and what victory can be and will be. Um, Okay, would you mind, slight tangent, but it, it went in my brain perfectly with what I was saying. So sorry for <laughs> jarring everybody else out there. You like to tell a story about reading novels. 
Yeah. Do you want to just share that real quick? Because I think, I think that's where that story is for me the ultimate joy of revelation because it impacts our today. We, like you were saying, the compassion and everything brings us joy here and now it is a great gift, but that joy that also ties in with the hope for peace and love tying all of Advent together. Would you mind sharing that story with us to wrap up our series? I do do this with shows too. We did this the other day. Yeah, we did. uh, We we won't mention the show, but we wanted to know if such and such a character was pregnant. And so, of course, they drag it out for many episodes, and we just Googled it because the show came out. To clarify, Phil Googled it. Then he knew the answer, and he goes, well, I'm good now. And I'm like, well, yeah. I want to know, too. If you know, I need to know. <laughs> right. So I'll often look on the last page of a book to see if the main character is still there and if they're okay. Because if they are, then they can go through a lot of stuff. And I can accept it differently, which again, I'm using the language of these eight pillars, right? Acceptance being one of them. I can accept it differently. I can have a different perspective on it because I know that they're going to make it through. And that doesn't mean it's not still horrible what they go through. It doesn't mean the experience isn't difficult. God never said the two churches that were suffering that it was easy. But they knew that I then know the promise of what is to come to come because it's already been written on the last page of the book. Mm-hmm. So I know it's there that the last page isn't going to change before I get there. And Revelation gives us the last page. And that is the redemption of all things where the God says, I'm making all things new. There'll be no more pain, no more tears, you know, no more of these issues that you face, no more chaos. And that's the last page. So we have joy in what we experience because we can accept it. (laughs) We can, uh, we can gain a different perspective on it. And then we can engage others from that place differently because we know how the story ends. And when we know how the story ends, we are invited. This is what Revelation is doing. This is what Advent even is doing. Inviting us to live differently in light of what happened and what will happen. And because it's already been written in stone, I mean, it's like saying, you know, I know that the football game is, I mean, this happened when I went to Africa once. I missed the Super Bowl. And it was the Super Bowl where the Seahawks didn't run the ball on the one-yard line, <laughs> and they threw it instead, and it was an interception. And it was crazy because even when I got to the end of the game, I'm like, there's no way they're going to pass it. They will run the ball here because it's the only thing that makes sense. And I, But I knew this throw is going to come, and sure enough, the throw comes because the game had already happened. I was watching a recording on the airplane, and that's revelation. It's... We've already been promised that the tomb is empty, that death has been defeated. Now, it doesn't mean what we go through isn't hard. We face significant challenges and loss. But we know the end page. So we can live in light of that redemption here. Mm. And I don't know how else to do it without knowing the last page. I don't know. I, I think that... Thank you for sharing that. Because, one, I love hearing it. Um <laughs> But I need that reminder, and that's what that's what has kept us going. That's what gets us through those hard times. That's you know been a lot of what's gotten us through twenty twenty, and yeah. all of the hardships that have come this year for us and for people we love, has been knowing that this is temporary, and ultimately, God has this big beautiful 
yeah. perfect, wonderful ending written for all of us. Yeah. And when those tough seasons come, we can feel them, we can feel the pain, we can feel the sorrow or the grief. And, um, you know, if you've missed it, we also have an episode about grieving this holiday season. Yeah. So go back and check that out. To if have joy have isn't it. to ignore the difficult emotions. No, it's You still not. feel them and experience them, but they don't defeat you. Yeah. And it's, um, it isn't happy. Right. Right? Like, you can have joy and not be, like, a bubbly, bouncy, tigger sort of character. Um, but it does, it, it grounds you and gives you kind of this glowy loved warm feeling you know you have hope and peace and love and joy that that's what god gives us and that's the gift of christ this is why the angels proclaim that it's good news of great joy to the shepherds right Mm -hmm. proclaiming good news of great joy why is it great joy because god has joined us and because god has joined us God is now with us and, and that won't change. That can separate us. So it's like, this is good news of great joy because friends, Jesus is bringing the final page. Here it is. This is good news of great joy for all people because it's over. Victory has been won. Mm. So that's Advent. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, we hope that this uh, these conversations have given you some food for thought, have maybe encouraged you to pick up your Bible and read the book of Revelation itself, and that you have a wonderful Christmas this upcoming, well, Well, if you're you're listening listening to this on time, yeah, oh, wow, it's crazy, it just went so quickly, but um, yeah, and if you have more questions on Revelation, again, at the end of last month, Phil published his book, Reintroducing Revelation, there is so much good information in there. Um, so much we haven't had the time or space to touch on here that you can find there to help you understand it, especially some of the symbolism that can be dark and threatening and overwhelming to understand on our own. Phil does a great job of helping us understand the historical and cultural perspective from a very non-academic read. So you don't have to be a, a scholared theologian <laughs> to understand what the history and culture are. Phil makes it very accessible for all of us. But that would be a wonderful thing I'd encourage you to get. And if you've read the book and you have questions about Revelation, this truly is Phil's passion. It's his favorite book of the Bible. And we would be more than happy to receive your questions. You can email them to us. You can Facebook message them to us, however you want to get them to us. But we would be more than happy to uh, help you understand it so that you too can find the love and the joy and the peace and the hope that Mm -hmm. the book of Revelation offers for us. And you can find that at the link below this episode in the show notes. So friends, may you experience the good news of great joy that today, well, tomorrow, or whenever you're listening to this, a day soon, (laughs) a Savior has been born. Grace and peace be with you.